Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Lindy Brown, with the powerhouse owner of NC with Lexi Realty, powered by Fathom, Lexi Whittington. What's up? What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us today. There are a lot of basic do's as an agent, like disclosing material facts, confidentiality being king, and negotiating for your clients. But today, we want to talk about four mistakes that might surprise you and could be costing you a lot of money. Yeah, let's do it. So here we go. So mistake number one. This mistake kind of surprised me. Um, So what is it, Lexi? So mistake number one is putting a sold sign on a house that is currently in escrow, a house that you have under contract and it has that beautiful sign out front that says for sale, it has the agent's name and you go to it in two days and you put just sold at the very top of that sign. So why is that? So like for me as a home buyer, like I've bought two homes and I've always wanted that like cute little Instagram picture where, you know, it's me and my husband and for our second home, our kid, like standing by a sold sign for a house. But like, why don't you want to do that as an agent? Yes. And you can still do that. So nowadays they've gotten really adaptive with making cute little cardboard cutouts that say just sold. And if you have a nice agent, they can put you up in front of the house. You hold up the sign. They'll take your picture. Everyone is so happy. But you don't want to put the just sold sign on your real estate sign as an agent because it will deter potential buyers. This is super important. One of the main things that we get out of listing a property is not only helping someone fulfill their dreams of moving to their next dream home, but it's also the opportunity at having free buyers, free leads coming into the house to try and see your marketing style. How are you listing this for someone? Maybe they're in the market to sell, or maybe they're just a buyer and they have a pre-approval. There's so many things that go into it. And by putting that just sold sign at the top of your sign in the yard, it really deters people from even calling you or reaching out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you want to try to always get those clients and those calls in. Right, especially for free, because that's always great. Mm Mm-hmm. I think also it's good to keep getting those calls on a house because what if it falls through? What if the sell falls through? What if the escrow goes away, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to have like a backup list of people that are still interested. You you might have had multiple offers to begin with, but, you know, it's it's a way to to keep – that interest in the property, right? You sure do. And any good agent is going to tell you that you should have a backup offer in place. If it's a good market and you have multiple offers and there's tons of interest, you want to try and get a backup offer put into place. And if you don't know about that, stay tuned. We're going to have another podcast episode where we're dissecting the offers and the contracts word for word for you. But for now, that's one of the main things that you don't want to put just sold on there because you're going to be deterring that possible interest. It could be in your best interest and the client's best interest for the home to look like it's still available in the off chance it does fall through. So more of the story, don't put on the main sign out front that it's just sold and come up with a creative way to still get your your people those pictures if they want them. Yes, um, Etsy. But, yeah, Where are you sure. at, Etsy? <laughs> so moving on to mistake number two that you might not know that you're making would be only using one strategy to look for leads. So you have to make sure that you are fully diversifying your lead generation sources. This is our main source of income is talking to people, introducing ourselves, getting people to call us. And if you're only using one source, for example, let's say you're using realtor.com, that's only one stream when you can have tons of streams that flow into one great big ocean. 
So can we break down some of the ways that people get leads to begin with? So we can actually start talking about the different lead generation sources that are most common to agents. And we can do another podcast episode on this as well. But when you go to your broker in charge and you say, I need leads, I'm ready to work, what can I do? They're going to give you all sorts of different advice. Some may say you need to do the organic way and you need to go knock on doors at neighborhoods. You need to do neighborhood farming, sending out postcards, you need to cold call. Those are, I just named off what, four or five different Mm -hmm. ways. And then you may have someone else who says, well, my leads come primarily from social media. I get a lot of my leads from Facebook, from Instagram. And You would have someone else that says, okay, well, I call for sale by owners. I call expireds. I pay for Zillow leads. I use realtor.com to send me leads or op city. There are so many different things you can use. It's really disheartening when agents kind of put all of their eggs in one basket or have all their boats in one stream per se. You do want to diversify as much as possible because at the end of the day, you want to help as many people as you can. So that brings us on to mistake number three, which is now I'm out there. I have planted all these seeds in five or six different places. But uh, the thing you don't want to do is quitting um, a marketing strategy too early, right? Right. So our mistake number three is quitting a marketing strategy a little too soon. You want to make sure that, um, you know, you don't quit um, Zillow after two weeks, right? You want to give it a month, three months. Something like that, right? Yes, and this is actually my favorite costly mistake that you might make that you don't even know that you're making. I would highly recommend giving any lead generation a 90-day process, start to finish. So if you have decided to pay for Zillow, they offer a couple of different things. They You could go under a six-month contract with Zillow and be locked in for six months, or you can do it on a month-to-month basis. If you're just starting out with Zillow, it can be very overwhelming. We're going to have a whole podcast episode on just Zillow. But for now, just the surface level, you pay for your zip codes, and they can guarantee you anywhere from three leads a month you know, to 20 leads a month, depending on the area that you're in. So if you start doing Zillow and you're a month in, even two months in, even two and a half months in, and you haven't seen any results from all of the work that you've been putting in, it is completely normal. It's no reason to shut everything down that you've just learned and you're trying to master to move on to something else. I think this is a super big, important issue in reality today is people do not commit long enough to master a skill and then turn that into lifelong progress, right? So, you know, we take piano lessons. And the goal of taking piano lessons is to end up in front of an audience playing this great musical number. And instead of doing the two years that it takes to do the piano lessons to become a master, we get tired of it after six months and we're not there yet. It's the same with real estate. It's the same with Zillow leads. And Zillow leads are not for everyone. So I want to make that very clear. You have to find your niche. But You have to give it enough time in order to see, is this going to be something that works for me long-term or is this not really my thing and I kind of need to switch it up? Well, especially because on a lot of those uh, like apps and stuff, aren't people kind of window shopping when they first start making, you know, the click here to get more info kind of things? Like, I mean, that's how I use Zillow, Redfin, Realtor.com, like any of the apps. Like um, I was definitely, you know... In California, window shopping in North Carolina, window shopping in Chicago, window shopping around the country until we found the home that we wanted to go to. So, you know, sometimes as a realtor, you have to like wait to 
for their time frame too, right? Yes, that's exactly right. And I think that that is so common with people. And it's not a, it's not even a bad thing because you as a normal person without a real estate license, without being able to go through the process of buying the leads, you have no idea what you're clicking on. You have no idea what kind of money you've cost someone. Even with Google click ads, you go and search realtors in Andrew, North Carolina, and it comes up with someone. The moment you click on their website, that just costs them, you know, however much it costs per click to Google. It's the same way. So just be really adamant about that. You know, you want to make sure that when you are window shopping that you kind of know what you want, but it is costing an agent money. So one thing that I really recommend is if you are working with an agent already, they should have an MLS subscription or even a website where they can sign you up for search alerts. Search alerts are going to send you an email or a text message anytime a home pops up in your market that meets your search criteria. This should be completely free to you because the agent is paying the MLS and for the website and things like that. But you're going to see the same, if not more, data from the agent's website or from the MLS than you do on Zillow. And if you're already working with an agent, you're not costing another agent a potential sale. So you like to suggest 90 days to master each of these strategies, right? Yes, I would say at least 90 days. I tell my agents within my firm, six months is preferred because you want to, you know, choose three to four items that you think you're going to be good at. You know your personality better than anyone does. You put your effort into that. And I'm talking 100% effort into that for six months. And then from there, you say, okay, I really enjoy calling for sale by owners. I've learned how to deal with them, right? I have gotten this for sale by owner $50,000 over what they had intended on listing their property at. So there are benefits to everything. And I think giving it a minimum of 90 days is just smart for any agent. So that brings us to number four. This one actually uh, surprised me the most out of all of these. Um, is not using YouTube. A huge mistake that you could be making as an agent that you don't even realize you're making is not using YouTube. Um, YouTube is the number two search engine behind Google. So having some sort of presence on it is essential, even if it's in small ways. Absolutely. And don't let the editing and the videography aspect of it scare you away from putting yourself out there and getting in front of a larger audience. You can do this. We have so many people who are doing it and we are not professionals. I'm in no way a professional. And I have asked my little brother who's 19 years old to record me at a house for 55 and up senior communities. And I put it on YouTube and I've gotten several leads from that. So it doesn't take a professional videographer or tons of money to put yourself out there. Get on YouTube, get on TikTok, get on Facebook. These things are vital to maintaining your business, especially as we roll into 2023. Well, let's break it down a little bit too, um, with what kind of things you can be posting as an agent on YouTube specifically, which is, you know, like a walkthrough of a property. Um, and I know you do like really big professional tours with most of your clients. Um, but every now and then a property is so hot that you don't even have time to really get out there with the professional cameras and everything. So, you know, recording with your cell phone and just getting it up and out as fast as possible because you know there's going to be a bidding war is probably a really great way to 
to do it. (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. And, you know, you can take a cell phone, you can take your camera, you can ask your friend to record you, but there's several different types of videos you can put out there. You can do, you know, the getting ready with me as an agent. You could do the listing tour of your brand new listing. You can do a client testimonial videos, which are Mm -hmm. probably my favorite. Um, Then you can do drone tours. You could do neighborhood tours. You could do small business interviews. There's just so many different things you can do. And you really want to let your personality shine through with anything that you choose. Because at the end of the day, someone watching your video is going to choose whether or not they want to work with you and different strokes for different folks. But as long as your personality is coming through, you're being honest and truthful, and you're doing what you can for your client to get their house sold or shown around or helping out a small business. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. I mean, when we when I did a quick uh, YouTube search of you, for example, um, I not only brought up your YouTube page, which is NC with Lexi. Um, but you know, when I went on there, I found property walkthroughs and client testimonials like you're talking about. But also um, diversifying a little bit, like if you just go to the general search bar, um, you know, I was able to find you doing a different podcast with the successful businesswomen. So you're not just limited to you know, producing your own content, partnering with other people and getting your name out there and getting, um, you know, your passion for what you're doing out there, I think is really vital. Making those connections and sharing, you know, your love for for real estate with other people, it'll really come through and, sh- and show you off in a really positive way. I think that's a really great point. And I think that's super important networking and finding people that you are, you know, vibing with at the end of the day, that's really what it is. Everyone is going to choose a certain amount of people to be their pillars, right? You're going to have a four or five close knit group of friends that you hang out with. It's the same in the business world. You want to find four or five business owners or strategic referral partners that you can come with and partner with in order to help both of your businesses succeed. There is enough success to go around absolutely for the 10% that want it, right? Not everyone wants success. Not everyone wants to work crazy hours and make millions of dollars. But for the 10% that do, there is enough to go around or we could all support one another and help each other get there. And that's what networking is all about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, today, is, is there anything else that you want to add to that? Um, I know, I know we specifically say YouTube for this one. Um, but there are a lot of other social media platforms that are just as powerful in different ways. Do you find that you, I mean, I've, we found you off of Facebook. I don't know. Honestly, my husband found you off of some sort of social media site. I think it was YouTube and then he emailed me. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't even know that backstory. Um. (laughs) I was in Disney. I actually, I do. And I want to share it because we were in Disney for the first time last year. And Jamie messaged me, Lindy's husband and asked for my real estate assistance. He was very professional. He, you know, had the whole email laid out very professionally. And I actually didn't see it until we got back from Disney and we were there for 10 days. So this Mm -hmm. email sat in my inbox for 10 days. And the first thing I said, as soon as I saw it was, oh my gosh, they're never going to work with me now because it took me so long to respond to them. But little did I know they had a whole world of things they were dealing with too. And by the time that I actually responded, it was even better time for them to you know, start looking at real estate here in North Carolina and to start looking for agents. And so we really just hit it off through email. And he had mentioned finding me on YouTube. And now we're all Facebook friends and actually really close friends. So it really worked out. And I was so happy that he reached out. You know, when we were moving across the country, um, one of the things that I 
did. I mean, I spent hours and hours and hours and hours on YouTube just like looking at everything from school districts to, you know, um, downtown vibes to all of that kind of stuff. And I think that that's um, we were in contact with other real estate agents in the area that it just didn't ultimately work out with them. No, no hate, all love. Like they were great, great people um, who guided us along the way. But the year before, when we were first looking, it just wasn't the right time. When we started our search again and we hooked up with you, it just all fit seamlessly. Um, And I think if you hadn't been posting on Facebook and Instagram and all those other things, like, I don't know if we would have found you in the same way. It's not um, as easy as just going downtown to your local real estate agent anymore. Um, You know, it is such a personal process, like... I think that being able to see the personality of the real estate agent that you're um, looking for, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I I just don't think it's as easy as it used to be to like when my parents were um, buying their home, they went down to the local place and found a home there. But now we weren't just looking in one city. We were looking in a huge radius And, um, and so finding somebody on YouTube, I don't know, this is all going to get cut, but finding somebody on YouTube, like it, it just kind of made us feel like we knew who you were and that you would go that extra mile for us and that you were, um, going to be savvy enough, um, to, uh, to understand our language and our speed, I guess. Right. I don't know and if I, that makes sense at all. Yes. And I completely agree. I think that a little bonus mistake that we might not know we're making is not utilizing the free social media outlets like YouTube and emailing and Facebook and Instagram in order to interact with an audience that it's such wider than we I have a downtown office and I have people that walk into my office, but I would have never met you that way. It's just not how we do things in 2023. I've door knocked and that's never worked for me, but I've gotten so many leads converted through Facebook because people have researched and have seen what I've done and it's free to do. I didn't grow up with money. I grew up very poor. Everything that I have, I have worked very hard to have and nothing has ever been handed to me. As a matter of fact, the office I'm in right now, I waited over a year to have because it was the perfect spot and I just waited. But When you work hard and you research, how do I make an engaging Facebook post? You figure it out. How do I create an amazing graphic designed flyer with Canva for free and post it? You figure it out. You figure out who you are as a person. You establish your brand. You blast it all over social media. That is free to do. All it takes is a little hard work, a little dedication. And if you're passionate about real estate, it's going to be natural that it shows through. And people like Lindy or your other potential clients are going to notice your hard work in that. And they're going to see your success, even in California. We're an entire country apart. And YouTube posting videos is completely free to do. So once you have a buyer who's interested and you have permission from the listing agent, you can do a short video showing a property. It's completely free. You drive out and you do a little short video. You post that video on Facebook, on TikTok, on YouTube, completely free. And, you know, via YouTube and all of these other search engines, people are going to search for homes in Andrew, homes in Fuquay, and you're going to pop right up by doing something for free. It just takes you a little extra thought, a little extra couple of minutes, but in the long run, it's totally worth it. I do think that there is an element and an expectation. 
an expectation or a facade out there that you have to have a social media team. You do not have to have any sort of social media team in order to get your small business or you as a personal agent out there. Like it is, it is hard work. It can be really overwhelming and confusing in the beginning, but once you like get that rhythm, it'll be super, super easy to do. And then you'll level up and then you'll level up some more and then you will get that team underneath you to take the editing off of your plate or to take, you know, the walkthrough off of your plate. I know you oftentimes hire um, a professional videographer to come out and shoot your houses or um, things like that. So you don't have to like shoot it every single time. And you as the agent don't have to be out there to have that shot. You don't have to handhold in that way because you've established that relationship and gotten into that habit with your, um, your uh, camera person. But, um, you know, it, it does take that startup initiative and then you'll just roll on through. I think that's one of my favorite things about real estate is how versatile the industry is and how you can be an expert or specialize in anything. And it could be videography of a house. It It's so broad and so awesome. It's, it's really fun. But you start small, you dream big, always. You're going to dress for the job that you want. Some wise person once told me that. You are going to start with nothing. I started sitting on the couch in our house. The couch had cigarette burns and not from us. We don't smoke cigarettes, but it had cigarette burns from probably the person that owned it before us. It was a pre-owned couch. And I was sitting there and I had my drink next to me and I had a laptop that I've had since I started college that I bought for myself with one of my first paychecks. And I established my real estate brand and I established my logo and my soon-to-be firm's name and my social media pages from that seat of the couch which transitioned into an office I had to create out of a bedroom in my house, which has now transitioned into a commercial space. So you can do anything with nothing. I really do believe that. All you have to do is work hard. And I know we're getting a little off topic, but YouTube and social media, I cannot stress enough how important it is to utilize those, especially when you can do it for free. Absolutely. Oh, I love that so much. Well, the truth. (laughs) yeah, it absolutely is the truth. Well, okay, so let's let's go through this one more time. The four mistakes that you might uh, be making that you don't even realize that could be costing you a lot of money. Um, one, putting a sold sign on a house. Two, only using one strategy to look for your leads. Three, quitting a marketing strategy way too soon. And finally, not utilizing YouTube or any other social media outlets to get your name to a wider audience. Well, uh, that's it for us today. We hope that this episode has made you think about some of the mistakes that you might be making and give you some ideas as to how to overcome them, right? Now, if you've liked this episode, please be sure to leave us a positive rating and review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you have any questions about real estate or this episode, we invite you uh, to join our free Hello Real Estate Facebook group where we encourage an open dialogue with all community members. The link is in our show notes and we hope to see you there. Thank you so much. Bye.